You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. And I don't know who this is for, but maybe you're in here and I just feel like the Holy Spirit put this on my heart. Let's see if I can get through it. Um, if you're in here and you felt like you, you've you been believing for a promise from God and you feel like God put it on your heart but it hasn't come yet and it's taken longer than you think it should have God says to you today I keep my promises I see you your pain and your tears and the promise will come to pass and it will be better than what you expected I don't know who that was for today but receive that and believe that today fix your eyes on him doesn't matter the circumstance or the season or the situation that you're in. He is faithful to his word and he's a promise keeper. If he made the promise, he'll see it through. Jesus, we love you. God, we love you. What an honor to be in your presence today. What an honor to worship you today. Thank you for loving us, for seeing us, as your sons and your daughters, thank you for never leaving us or abandoning us, but you are there with us. You give us strength. You give us courage. You give us boldness. And God, today we just pray that we hear your voice, that as we look to your word, God, that you would reveal yourself to us in a fresh way, in a new way. God, help us live it out and put it to action this week. We thank you for it, God. Today, as we take these promises you put in our heart, today we hold fast to them. We remember them. And God, we'll continue to thank you for those promises until we see them come to pass in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for speaking to us today. We pray for a great rest of our time. Give me words to speak clearly and effectively what you put on my heart. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. If you can. <clears throat> Just going to try to hold it together for a few moments um, up here. You know, today I think God's put something very specific on my heart to share. And when God puts something so specific on my heart, I know it's for someone Specifically, and whether it's in this room, on the podcast, via video, whatever it may be, I'm excited to share it because I know God put it on my heart for a reason. You know, to be transparent, um, to be kind of honest this morning, I can tend to be one track minded. <laughs> um, uh, so if I'm doing something, it can be tough for me to sometimes be aware of what's going on around me. Not so much aware, but hear maybe what's going on around me. 
Um, my wife and I, we have this joke. She says to me many times when she says something and I didn't hear her or she needs to say it again. She says, hey, why don't you turn up your hearing aids, you old man? Like, you just pay attention. You would hear me, right? And so, um, though I don't appreciate that joke. I understand what she's saying. Because what happens is, if I'm, a good example is if I'm driving and we're having a conversation. If I'm driving on the highway and I can set the cruise and we're just going straight, I hear the whole conversation, right? I can engage in the conversation. But if I'm driving and I got to make a turn or I got to go to a stoplight or I got to do something like that, I can uh, sometimes miss parts of the conversation, all right? A great example. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, okay? This is, this is fresh, hot off the press. Yesterday, we were leaving the house and we're leaving our neighborhood and so our neighborhood has a lot of turns and so we're getting ready to pull out on the main street. And as we're pulling out of the neighborhood, Leslie says to me, hey, I forgot my phone, but it's okay. We'll just get it later. And so we're pulling out of the neighborhood. She says that to me, but I'm turning, right? So one track mine, I don't hear anything. Right? I'm like, I'm making sure we don't die. I'm trying to keep things on track. And I make the turn and we go out, we run some errands, we come back home. As soon as we come in the front door, I look at the coffee table. And I see her phone. I go, oh, babe, you left your phone here. She looks at me and she says, yeah. I told you that whenever we let, we're pulling out of the neighborhood. But I said, it's fine. I'll get it later. Why don't you turn up your hearing aids, right? Come on. What are you doing? And I was like, that's good. Whenever I'm uh, doing things, I can be, I can be dis- too distracted to hear. And what I want to talk about today is that many times that's what we do with God. I'm so busy doing stuff in my life. God's talking, but I'm not hearing doesn't mean that God stopped talking. It just means I'm too busy doing to hear from God. And so today I want to talk very practically, how do we hear God's voice? I'm talking about hearing God's voice today. If you've grown up in church, and maybe with a show of hands, how many of you have ever grown up in church, maybe been in church, and someone has said something like, hey, when you hear God's voice, uh, you'll know. Like as a kid, right, you're like, hey, I want to know what, what does God's voice sound like, right? But the person's just like, hey, when you hear God's voice, trust me, you'll know when it's God. Anybody ever heard that before, right? Show of hands. Yeah, both hands up. I remember that a lot growing up. Hey, you're going to know when it's God. And so what I want to do is, is for the next few weeks, I want to talk about how do we practically hear God's voice? How do we know that it's God's voice? How do we, how do we know if it's God's will in our life to do something or to not do something? And, and over the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about what does, I want to answer that question, what does God's voice sound like. So if you've had that question, or maybe you're curious, come back next week because we're going to talk about that. But today we're going to talk about hearing God's voice. And the basics of it is this. If you're taking notes, fill in the blank. Number one is this. Hearing God's voice is for every believer. Hearing God's voice is for every believer. Many times we fall into this trap thinking that, well, it, you know, pastors hear God's voice or people that have been, uh, you know, following Jesus for years and years, they can hear God's voice but man, I just don't know if I've ever heard God's voice before. But look at John chapter 8, verses 47. It says this. It says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. What's the promise then? If you belong to God, you can hear his voice. He wants to talk to you. And it's not just randomly. He wants to talk to you a lot if you're open to it, if you tune your ear to it. Whoever belongs to God hears what, God's, what God says. Hearing God's voice is not reserved for special people or a certain class of Christians, right? It's for every believer. 
But here's a point that I'm going to make that I'm going to make over and over over the next few weeks is simply this, the statement, is that if you're going to hear the voice of God specifically for your life, if you're going to hear the voice of God specifically for your life, you need to know the Word of God generally. If I'm going to hear the voice of God specifically, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? I need to know the Word of God generally. doesn't mean I have to have every page memorized, but it means that I do need to have enough general knowledge of the Word to what? To make sure when I feel that prompting from the Holy Spirit to know that it aligns with God's Word so confirmed it is God and I can move forward in confidence. To, to hear the voice of God specifically, you need to know the Word of God generally. God will speak in general terms, but he also wants to speak specifically to you, to your situation, to what you're going through. Here's what I want to do. I want to read a story from, from God's Word. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Basically, we're going to read the, the whole chapter here, but it's just like 15 verses. I want to read 1 Samuel chapter 3, and I want to share this story uh, of a young boy who heard the voice of God for the first time. It was the first time where he knew, man, this is God, and, and from that day, his, his life completely changed. But there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from this story. Let's pick it up, 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel, he served the Lord by assisting Eli, who was the priest. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me? What? You can imagine Eli's re reply here. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Right? So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and he went to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me? He said, I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. You can imagine now Eli's getting, a, he's a grumpy old man, right? He's getting a little frustrated with this boy coming in here all the time. Stop waking me up. I'm trying to sleep. Go back to bed. Here's a key verse in verse 7. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. We'll come back to that in just a little bit. So the Lord called out a third time, and once more Samuel got up and he went to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli, he realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls you, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and he called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak. Your servant is listening. Remember that. We'll come back to that as well. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to carry out all of my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices and offerings. That sounds pretty harsh, right? We'll come back to that as well. Verse 15, Samuel stayed in bed until morning. Then he got up and he opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli, as you can imagine, right? Not so good for Eli what God said about him. 
don't want to tell him, right? But what happens? He was afraid to tell Eli what God had said. But Eli called out to him. He said, Samuel, my son, here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything. And may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. Put Samuel in a tough spot. So, (laughs) yeah, right? So tough spot. So Samuel told Eli everything. I love this part. He didn't hold anything back. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks is best. And here's a key verse. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. Proved to be reliable. Another verse, another translation says that none of his words fell to the ground. They all held true. So what can we learn from Samuel? There's a few things before we dive into some of the main points today, which is simply this. It says that Samuel didn't know the Lord because he had never heard a message from the Lord. This is so crucial. It can be easy to to, to go past that, right, for Samuel. But what does that mean for you and for me? He didn't know the Lord until he heard a message from the Lord. It means this. Two-way communication is the key to a strong personal relationship with God. Many believers, many Christians have a one-way communication with God. Well, I talk to God. I ask God when I need help, right? I pray to have a good day. I pray over my food. But what does Samuel say or show us? He didn't even know God until he had heard from God. Any great relationship is what? Based on two-way communication. I talk to you, you talk to me. So if I want to know God intimately, I have to hear his voice. And if I don't hear his voice, I'm going to have a very surface level knowledge of God. I know about God. I know stories of the Bible. But do I know God? I can't until I hear from him. Because now it's personal. God spoke to me. He spoke to me. Personal. And it's deep. It grows from there. Many Christians, they live their life, though, without that concept, right? God's talking to them, but they don't even think or believe that it could be God. They don't even think that it could be God speaking to them. Here's the second thing I want to look at at Samuel's response. Samuel responds to God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Number one, I got I to gotta believe that God wants to speak to me. But Samuel then says, speak, your servant is listening. Here's what he does. He opens the door to conversation with God by acknowledging himself as a servant, reminding God, God, I am your servant. Why is that important? Servants do what their masters tell them to do. A lot of Christians live their life, they can hear from God. They expect to hear from God from their pastor or from from a podcast or in a worship song. They hear from God, but they don't put any feet to their faith and they don't do anything about it. Not a servant. A servant hears and does. So what does Samuel do? He says, God, I want you to know that if you speak to me, I'm your servant. Not only will I hear from you, but I will do what you ask me to do. This is why James says in the book of James, he says, be doers of the word and not just hearers, right? Because you're fooling yourself. If you hear God's word, do nothing. He said that's fake. Many times, though, here's here's the last one from Samuel is this. Many times, God has to speak to us at night because we're too busy for him during the day. Right? Guilty. Why? Because if I'm turning out of my neighborhood, I can't even hear my wife who's sitting in the passenger seat. If I can't even hear my wife sitting in the passenger seat, 
how much more difficult is, is it for me to hear from God when I'm doing stuff every day? So what does he do? He wakes us up. Have you ever had a night where you just couldn't sleep? I, man, I don't know why. I can't fall asleep or I keep waking up at this time. What's going on? When I had this revelation years ago about the story of Samuel, I began to assume that if I can't sleep, it must be God trying to get my attention. His word promises peaceful sleep to his kids. So if I can't sleep, if I'm waking up, man, I don't know what's going on, I'm going to seek God. It doesn't always mean I'm going to get up and turn every light on, get a cup of coffee at 2 a.m. and like, you know, like worship or whatever. I, sometimes it's just me laying in my bed. And I'm just laying there and I say, God, I speak, your servant's listening. Sometimes I'll get up and I'll just walk the house. Sometimes I'll get up and I'll walk and I'll pray in the spirit through my house. God, I don't know what you want to say, but I'm listening. Speak to me. Holy Spirit, guide my prayer language so that I can pray for people that I don't even know I should be praying for. Speak to me. God promises sweet, peaceful sleep to his kids. But what did Samuel do? Samuel was willing to abandon sleep to talk to God. Can I be honest? There's a season in my life where I wasn't willing to do that. Ah, I don't feel like praying. I just want to go back to bed. But God had something to tell me. He had somebody he, he needed me to pray for. If I'm really going to hear God's voice, I've got to die to myself a little bit. Will I abandon sleep even to hear from God? It's a good challenge. Let's talk about, though, what happens to set ourselves up to hear God's voice. Really quickly, these last two points is this. The first one is disobedience muffles God's voice. For this one, I'm going to need my, the help of my son, Gavin. Gavin, you can go ahead and come on up here. As he's making his way up here, disobedience muffles God's voice. Give it up for Gavin as he's coming up here. Come on, big guy. I'm going to have you stand over here. <clears throat> can you put those on? So I got these, these noise-canceling earmuffs, right? Oh, man, they're tight fit. Does it feel okay? Can you hear me? It was just a little bit? <laughs> Silence in a very, like, uh, no, not really. Whenever we walk in disobedience, right, what did we say earlier? We said that in order to, if I'm going to hear God's voice specifically, I need to know the word of God generally. Many times what happens is I have a general knowledge of the word of God. I've set myself up for success. But when I know God's word, and I still choose disobedience to God's word, it's like I put these earmuffs of disobedience on. And what does it mean? It doesn't mean that God's a bad father. He stopped talking to me. He doesn't love me anymore. He's distanced himself from me. No, what happens is I've put these on, and God's continuing to talk. And he's continuing to talk. Gavin, I want... I want Did you hear anything I said? No. <laughs> he can when I'm talking in the mic, but when I'm talking regularly, he can't. This is what we do with God. We put these earmuffs on. God still loves you. He wants to be close with you. He is close with you. He's talking to you. But my choice is said, I know your word, but God, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And this is exactly, at the end of that story, remember how harsh it sounded to Eli, the priest, right in there? How harsh it sounded? God had spoken to Eli, and he commanded him to discipline his sons. His sons were blaspheming God in 
unspeakable ways, unspeakable ways. He was blaspheming God. Eli still chose to do nothing. Eli's disobedience then led to his destruction. It led to his destruction. Eli put these on. He said, God, I hear you. I know you're trying to talk to me about stuff, but I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And he started doing his own thing. Ultimately, it led to his destruction, so much so, so that verse 14 says, Sin, the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven. I don't want to step on your toes too much here. But disobedience must be a pretty important issue. It must be a pretty important issue. The opposite is true. Obedience is a very important issue to God. Will we choose to obey? Will we choose to obey? The other point I'll make with this is this. Many times God speaks and we're slow to obey. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. Delayed obedience is still disobedience, right? It's like my son Gavin. If I tell him to go clean his room, and he's like, yeah, I'll get to that next week. Well, did you obey? No, you didn't. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Many times we fall into that trap. Well, I'll get to that. When I'm done with this season of life, then I'll do what God's asked me to do. No, I need to obey right away the first time the first time. Many times, God won't speak new things to you because you haven't obeyed the last thing he told you to do. One of my pastors, he said it like this in a meeting. When I was in a meeting with him, he said, look, God's not going to let you go to second grade if you didn't pass first grade. What do he tell you to do here? Once you walk in obedience, then he has more for you to do. But it's your choice when you move to second grade. Disobedience muffles God's voice. Gavin, you can go ahead and take these off. Oh, give it up for Gavin here. Gavin, thank you for helping me out, Bubba. It muffles God's voice. So the opposite then is true. Obedience clarifies God's voice. Obedience clarifies God's voice. At the end of that chapter, it says that Samuel grew and the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. They proved to be true. The relationship between Samuel and God, it grew strong in everything Samuel said. God made sure it came to pass. God went to work on his behalf. Why? He was listening and available. He didn't muffle God's voice with disobedience, and he encouraged, he clarified God's voice by walking in obedience. What is it? When I choose to walk in obedience, I'm stewarding the kingdom of God well. When I, God says move, and I say yes, sir, and I make a step, God says, I like that. I like that kind of a servant. That's what Jesus was. I like someone that will do what I ask him to do right away, without hesitation, with boldness and with confidence, not caring what other people think, but taking a step of action. I like that. So what does he do then? I've gained trust. I've gained merit in my relationship with him. I've gained closeness with him. God, speak to me. I'm going to do it. Speak to me. I'm going to do it. And this is why Jesus is called the good shepherd and the sheep hear his voice. Why? It's because I follow him long enough, and I, I do what he's asking me to do long enough. I'm going to recognize his voice. It's going to clarify his voice above all others. Above all others. God speaks more often to obedient servants. Why? Because he knows they're going to do what he asks. It's that simple. He knows they're going to act on it. The more you listen and obey, the clearer you're going to understand God's voice. So let's make it practical as we wrap up here. 
right? Okay, that's great. We have some ground rules, right? I got to be available. I got to be willing to abandon sleep if I need to, to hear from God, right? I got I to gotta make sure that I'm positioned myself to hear from God. Your servant's listening. God, like, speak to me. I'm open to it. I'm going to walk in obedience. How do we hear God's voice? The first one is this. It's to ask frequently. Many times we pray to God, but we don't ever ask to hear from God. I get caught up in this vending machine cycle. God, I, want, I need something. I need your help. God, where are you? But how many times have I just asked in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. This isn't asking for more stuff. I'm not asking more from God. I'm asking more of God. God, I want more of you in my life. Frequently I'm asking. God, I'm seeking for more of you. God, I'm knocking and I'm just, I want more. I want to be more in your presence every day. I don't want more from you. I just want more of you. That's asking frequently. Number two is this, to pray continually. First Thessalonians, it says this, I love New Living, never stop praying. This is the importance of having your own personal prayer language, praying in tongues. I, I pray through, all throughout my day, praying in my prayer language. I can be driving, I can be working, I can be mowing the yard, and I'm continually praying, never stop praying. Why? Prayer is communication with God. It's me, it's me opening the door saying, God, I'm open if you want to talk to me right now. If not, I'll just worship you and tell you thank you and just praise you. That's fine too. But if you want to speak, I'm here and I'm continually praying. And the last one, we know this, obey immediately. This is one of those verses that can kind of punch you in the face, if that's okay to say in church. John 14, 23. This is Jesus, and he says, look, anyone who loves me keeps my word. Okay? Here's the punch in the face part. If I say I love Jesus, but I don't walk in obedience, what's the truth? Maybe I don't love him as much as I say I do. But look at this promise from Jesus. Anyone who loves me keeps my word. They walk in obedience. And my Father will love him. And we will come and we'll make our home with him. What's that? It's abiding in Jesus. It's closeness. It's oneness with Christ. Never feeling alone. I'm never abandoned. He's with me. He's close to me. It doesn't matter how I feel. I don't feel God today. It doesn't matter. He's with you. His word promises it. If I walk in obedience because I love him, I love him enough to do whatever he asks me to do immediately. And he promises closeness. And with that, I will hear his voice. Let me give you some reflection questions. And we'll wrap up here. These are on your notes. Let me explain them a little bit. The first one is this. This is for you just to take home. This is for you and, and the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit this to reveal the true answers because we can put our own answers up here, but what does the Holy Spirit have that's truth for us? Do you have a daily time set aside to talk and hear from God? Many people have a time to talk to God. But do you have a time to hear from God? It can be in the same time, but do you ever get quiet during your quiet time? When you read your Bible, are you reading to read a chapter so you feel good about yourself, or are you reading to hear from God every day? That's, this, that's what this question's about. Do you have a time to hear from God? Number two, has God asked you to do 
or stop doing something that you haven't obeyed yet. And God's been dealing with my heart about something and I put on those earmuffs of disobedience. I haven't been ready to actually obey, to lay down that habit or that lifestyle or that friendship or that part of my life to say, God, that's not making me more like you. I'm gonna lay it aside because you've asked me to and I'm gonna walk in obedience. And then number three, what step are you gonna take to hear from God more clearly this week? Maybe you need to clear your schedule. Maybe you need to cut out a TV show. Maybe you just need to get up a little bit earlier so you can read his word in the morning and seek him. These questions are meant to take what we talked about today and what? Make it practical. Because if we just come here and we just listen or we just, you know, say amen and go home and do nothing with it, then we're just, we're playing church. We're not doing anything. We're not taking any ground. And we're about taking ground here. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you want to speak to us today. You want to speak to us clearly and God, we want to be good, good servants who listen and obey and steward your kingdom well. And God, that's our goal this week, to hear from you, to walk in obedience, and to make sure that we're reaching the people that you need us to reach, to steward your kingdom, to further your kingdom, in Jesus' name. If you keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second, maybe you're in here and you'd say, Pastor Dan, that sounds great. I want to hear God's voice. But, you know, the truth is this. If you're going to hear God's voice, John 8 said what? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. So maybe you're in here and you'd say, Pastor Dan, I, I don't know if I belong to God. I don't know if I've ever made a choice to truly follow Jesus with my life. Maybe you're in here and you say, Pastor Dan, I did that at one time. But to be honest, it's been a while since I've been serious and I'm ready to be serious today. If that's you, I just want to pray with you. <laughs> I just want to pray with you. And God's word says that if you pray and you, you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. You'll be a part of his family so you can hear from God. And so if you're in here and that's you, either one, maybe you've never made a commitment or you want to recommit your life to Christ, would you say this prayer after me? In fact, I want everyone, everyone say this prayer after me. We're going to pray together. Say this, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to come to this earth, to die on a cross for my sins. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. And today, I make Jesus my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sins, make me clean. I am saved. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.